Well, two of those words is a lie because this shit ain't definitely for free. You gotta pay like seven bucks a month for, for the privilege of... I think we may be the only people in the whole world of who have watched this on the Disney Plus service, this fun and fancy mm. free, because who the fuck in the world is like, man, I gotta find that cartoon about that bear. I gotta find so that I, cartoon about for fucking Jack and the Beanstalk. I had the Jack and the Beanstalk on the VHS cassette tape, yeah. and it was much better because it wasn't hosted. We'll talk about <laughs> the dude that hosts that Yeah, it, uh, they obviously... We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get yeah. to that. Um, but it was hosted by Ludwig von Drake, and that made it... Oh, shit! Improved. That man, anything being hosted, fucking live footage of the Holocaust suddenly becomes a lot more fun <laughs> when it's Ludwig von Drake being like, and this is the gas channel. Well, that's even worse because he's German, so it's even extra. It's just like, holy shit. <laughs> Anyway, Bill, shut the fuck anyway, up. That's not funny. Anyway, uh, is there anything to, that we should know about Fun and Fancy Free? No. Nope. No, there's nothing. It ain't nothing. I just, I cannot believe how long this fucking Bongo the Bear cartoon is. It may be the. You know the funny thing else? I actually like like it's well animated. The background paintings are beautiful. But holy shit, there's no reason this had to be half an hour long. Like, it feels... Do you, do you think Disney had a contest to see who could come up with the most boring and forgettable song? It is fucking nuts. I mean, I know, like, there's only, like, three bits of trivia about this goddamn thing. And one of them is that supposedly both halves of this movie... It's not even a movie again. It's just Disney taking whatever odds and ends they had laying around the studio, slapping them together and saying, I guess this is a movie, whatever. Um, it was that, like... Both the Bongo cartoon and the Mickey and the Beanstalk stuff were, were both begun... As aborted attempts to, each of them were supposed to end up as their own individual feature films to the point that what Bongo was originally thought of as an idea as, I guess, well, I guess it technically it's based off a character from a book by Upton Sinclair or whatever the fuck. Mm. <sighs> who, who, I don't know why he's writing shit, because didn't he do that shit about the expose about rotten food in 1903? But anyway, I guess Bongo the Bear. Oh, yeah, my forte. Here, let me tell you all about the <laughs> rotten food Sinclair in wrote the jungle? Anyway. Uh, Bongo the Bear, but they were like, well, I guess this is a cartoon bear. He's in the circus, and we just did Dumbo, so maybe this will be like a spinoff of Dumbo, and he'll be hanging out with, like, the crows and shit. And, which is funny, because I, the, the, I guess they were no, they were the original idea for M Mickey and the Beanstalk was to plug some Pinocchio characters into that, because Jimmy Cricket shows up as the narrator of that, but... Mm -hmm. Anyway, so, fucking... I have no... They had barely enough material to fill out half an hour. How the fuck were they going to turn Bongo into a full feature film? I mean, the fuck? I guess you you could cram more characters into there? I guess you spend more time at the circus? I guess so. But he ends up leaving the circus anyway. I mean, I guess they could have had more... I mean, I guess you could have had the characters talking, so it's not all through pantomime. Well, that would have been actually interesting. If they kind of went the... Ba well, no, all the characters talking Bambi, too. What the fuck? But if they had treated, like, Bongo... 
as he could have even still been a cartoon character, but having treating all the animals as mutes. That would have been actually that would have been more interesting than anything actually happens in the finished version of Bongo. It yeah, fuck, fuck. And and the sad, I mean, Disney does good bears. Yeah, no, you know, I think it's a cute bear design. I love a bear in a bellhop suit <laughs> with a little pillbox mm-hmm. hat. Um, but oh, did you? <laughs> I, I, I should I should ask this before we get into it because I did uh, find this pretty interesting. Uh, not related to fun and fancy free. Did you see the Mouseketeers at Walt Disney World thing that went live on Disney Plus this week? Uh-uh. It's from 1977, so we'll never get to talk about it because we're going to be dead by the time we get to 1977 and Disney. Yay. But it's this weird thing that Disney put up on Disney Plus, which is just the it's it is exactly what it sounds like. It's a live action thing of the Mouseketeers from 1977 going to visit Disney World, and it's just it's actually a paid commercial uh, for Disney mm-hmm. World. But the weirdest thing is like it's like a rip from a videotape including all the commercials that aired with the, this TV special in, like, 1977, mm. so it's filled with, like, Tonka truck. It's like something somebody ripped from YouTube and put onto Disney+, Plus, including the commercials. And people have been like, is Disney even allowed to do that? Because they probably don't own the rights to all these commercials. Although now they probably own all the companies <laughs> who had commercials. Yeah. It just, just as a weird artifact on Disney+. Plus. Everyone's kind of like, and it's it, because it's also, yeah, VHS rep too. It's not like anything Disney pulled from their own private archives too. So, uh, just throwing that out there. That's if anyone else is listening to this and they're looking for a weird artifact to find on Disney Plus. I just want to point this out because I'll totally forget about this for the rest of all time. But yeah, the Mis- uh, Mouseketeers at uh, Walt Disney World. It's in the new category. But yeah, going back to Fun and Fancy Free. Why? Well, it's why a, the opening song sure is. It's not no, that bad, I guess. I, I they they claim that the song was a deleted song from Pinocchio, and they were just like, "Well, I guess we'll just put it here." And I guess that's where they got well, the yeah, title it for the movie. Much better too. when when Jiminy's singing. I mean, it, Jiminy Cricket shows up, but the when the choir's like doing yeah. it. So yeah, that's a terrible thing because I love Jiminy weird. Cricket. And I love the guy playing Jiminy Cricket too. But there's only so much Jiminy Cricket can do. When you're land in, in, in hour five. <laughs> Of the bongo cartoon and you've been totally abandoned by jiminy cricket yeah jiminy cricket can't help you when you've got a gun in your mouth and oh so also wait no uh, but it's i forgot no it's dinah shore is she's quote unquote singing and narrating oh no i guess she does sing during the bongo yeah sure. her bongo um yeah. do we want to do blow by blow bongo yeah yeah okay yeah, yeah. that's fine it's only five pages or not, so... It'll, well, that's the yeah. thing! It's 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 a five-minute short turned into a half-hour cartoon. And so... I would have rather watched the book that Jimmy walks past, Misery for the Masses. I know! What is, is the open... Or maybe that's the book that he actually opened. Doesn't he right? crack open a newspaper and it says, like, the the world is being swallowed yeah, alive he, by the he, seas? He gives us a lecture on how everyone worries too much and the news is full of fear or mongering and shit. I'm glad we moved past that one. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Please. that's how we wound up in the state we're in right now is because these motherfuckers of the 1940s were like, oh, global warming. Eh, it's not a real thing. We'll let our grandchildren worry about that. But yeah. Um, Some cat chases into another room where he gets scared by an oddly moaning can-can dancer doll that asks for mama. Uh... Did they not want to do a little baby doll? So they were like, let's make it a sexy can-can dancer. Uh, also, Jimmy's sad. history with dolls? Is he like, oh mm. man, I didn't want to fuck Pinocchio, but I want to fuck you. What's going on here? 
Um, hey also, I'd like to think that, like, Jiminy Cricket is only here because after Pinocchio got turned into a real-life human, like, 150 years earlier, he died of an old age. And now Jiminy Cricket is set free, and now he's just, like, wandering the world. Now it's modern times, and I guess he's just hanging out mm. in people's bedrooms, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, There's also a very depressed teddy bear. Does teddy bear do stuff? Oh, yeah, no, no but the just, bear was... He's going to tell them a story to cheer them up. I do, so like... So puts on a record of the story of Bongo. I... It's a musical story type of, told by a Diana Shore, and it's a multi-part record. How worrisome. You know what's terrible? One of the most fascinating things about this is I love those... Like, when he cracks open the record album, like, the collected mm -hmm. book. Because, like, yeah, I, I, when I was a kid, my parents would uh, and I would, would scavenge. Uh, we'd go to flea markets all the time, and I would always... I always loved the presentation, like, the old-timey 1940s presentation of, like, how people kept their records was always so, so cool. Especially the big, fat albums, which were made for, like, the big, fat shellac records, not the vinyl ones. And, like, mm. always, that always seemed so cool and old-timey and stuff. So it's kind of cool to see something like that in... Oh, you know what? I just realized the books, the books have names of all these different musicians. I didn't realize they're not books. It's because they're also record albums. So it's Bach. It's not just a book about Bach. It's the Bach. Shut up, Bill. You're fine. You're <laughs> I, noticing shit that I that sure didn't occur didn't. to me till now. But yeah, man, those are really depressed fucking dolls that Jimmy Cricket's hanging out with. Yeah. yeah. And, They're uh, about to get a whole lot more depressed because here comes Bongo. Oh, uh, the terrible thing is I actually do love Bongo. But yeah, so Jiminy Cricket, he puts on the Bongo record, but suddenly it's the record is being narrated by Donna Shore. That's how that's the intro into that cartoon, right? Yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. He was the star of the circus show, but behind the scenes, everybody was a real asshole to him, throwing him in a cage. When he gets out of the cage, he gets super sad in a way that that drawing just makes me crack up. Because he's so mm. like, it looks like he is about to stick a gun in his mouth. It's like super sad. Yeah. Mm hmm. Oh, and they have him diving oh. into, a, uh, into a wet sponge, which I thought was actually a funny gag. It's like something Bugs Bunny would do. He travels on a train from town to town, looks out, call wild, calls to him, yeah. tra traveling through the country, he wanted those trees. I like how the guts to break free. Train sucks up the circus. It just like literally just like, oh, yeah. I thought that was cool. Actually, in one other gag in this, I did like the vi No, it's not even a gag. It's just like an artistic thing I thought was interesting. Before all this starts in the Jiminy Cricket thing, uh, when he runs into that room before introducing the bongo thing, he runs up onto a lamp, and it's like silhouetted by stars, and he turns on the lamp, and suddenly the stars go. I just thought it was a kind of a cool-looking shot. I love in, like, the 1940s, 1950s, how Disney animators, like, drew nighttime. It always looks super cool, but I'm just going through. And we're going to get more of that in the later part of this Bongo cartoon, but I just want to put that out. But, but anyway, yeah, Bongo goes to another city. Well, he shakes, he wants out into those woods, so he shakes his door, and somebody forgot the latch. That's the what it is, yeah. Log, so it opens, and... He grabs his unicycle and gets rolling into the forest. It's full of nature and shit. I'm watching this now, and we're literally 12 minutes into this, and that's all that's happened in this cartoon. 12 nope. minutes! It's twice as long as a normal Disney short. Yeah. Tiny animals make fun of him because he can't climb a tree. Yeah. He keeps failing. Fucking nonstop laugh riot. There's like a here. fake Bobo uh, Chip and Dale laughing at him and shit. Yeah. Um, but I do wish one of the... Might have been a chipmunk or a squirrel. One of the animals bonks the other on the head with a fist. Yeah. And I wish live-action movies would use the final effect because it does. Because it's that yeah. sound effect that they do. <laughs> That's so good, yeah. 
If like a dude will punch another, I want two sound effect changes from here on in, yeah. and we can we can do it retroactively too and add it to other movies. I want the boink sound effect when people get punched in the face, yeah. and I want every Wilhelm scream replaced with the Goofy Holler. Seriously, it doesn't matter what movie it is. You fucked mm-hmm. up Hollywood. Now it's always Goofy Holler. Every that means every Star Wars Indiana Jones movie every five minutes. That's the Goofy Holler. Plus, especially yep. in the Indiana Jones movie, so many people are getting punched. It's just constant boink, boink. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> That's when the, the German mechanic gets chopped up in Razor in Raiders Lost Ark. Yahoo! Yeah. Yep. Oh my god. But you know, it's really I the, the most interesting thing about the Bongo cartoon is actually like I said, I do like the Bongo character design. I do love they do when they uh, when animators kinda give bears long fingers and toes to kinda like they're kinda suggesting the claws of a bear's feet. Kinda like Kind of like Cookie Monster's fingers, how the fur goes exactly, out of Exactly, or, or kind of like Dr. Seuss characters, or even kind of like how Donald Duck, or Daffy Duck, their fingers are technically feathers, but they use them as fingers. I think it's kind of mm. a nice little cartoon shorthand I always like. Uh, and the other thing is, I uh, this cartoon really did give the background uh, painting department a workout with like painting really nice uh, scenery. Because like, so much of this cartoon hinges on the outdoors having to look appealing to Bongo, and that's why he wants to get out and into the wild in the first place. And they did a good job making the great outdoors look really nice. And it's 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 like the perfect Disney forest that he's escaped to. And they have some nice multi-plane shots where he'll look out onto a lake and there's all nice reflections and stuff. And it's 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 with some of the scenery that you can tell they put some extra money into this when they were thinking this was going to be its own standalone feature. That if this was just a six-minute short, they wouldn't have spent the money and effort on. So it's kind of nice, but. But that's not story stuff. It's just padding, no. really. Yeah. And it's boring. Yeah. But it's beautiful. But yeah. But it's boring. But it's boring. Mm-hmm. Now some lady's gonna sing about how nature sure is relaxing <laughs> or whatever. It's very forgettable. Yeah, it goes on for five minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I. It's you know I'm actually having a better time watching this now with the sound off without the like the song <laughs> lulling me to sleep. Yeah. 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 It's a song that your grandma was listening to when you'd roll up to her house and she turned like yeah. Pull the needle off the totally, record when you yeah. all walked in. That's what <laughs> yeah, that probably on a shellac record, exactly like I was yeah. talking about. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. the grandkids are here. Oh. Let me just turn off my. <laughs> Who's this lady? I don't know. No, it's the lady who says, "Patty Westfall's and Moon Pies." Mm-hmm. <laughs> she, she gives Bart the iodine as soon as he leaves. Yeah. Oh, let me turn off my Diana Shaw record. Diana I have some ribbon candy for <laughs> That's little kids. What it was. Is Diana Shore? <laughs> I think she was already old by the time I was a kid. Was Diana Shore the lady? Did she do Wesson chicken commercials? Like fried chicken, the oil? Oh, I don't know. Man. I know Florence Henderson from the. Diana Shore must have done something as a kid in a commercial, and that's the only really reason I even know her name, but. Anyway, so Bongo goes to fuck to sleep. It is, like I said, it's beautiful 19, late 40s, early 50s. The Disney nighttime goes shit. to sleep as well, hoping to wake up in <laughs> half an hour when the short's finally over. Thank God I can find asleep in this refrigerated air-conditioned movie theater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he can't sleep in the forest because it's so noisy, oh, unlike no. the train he lived on. Yeah. Although I guess it's kind of thing where, like, people say when they live in New York City... 
uh, when they try to vacation out in the country, they lose their minds because they're so used to being lulled to sleep at the night by the sound of all the city stuff. That when you're out in the country, the lack of that sound is actually more disquieting than anything else. Although that's not Bongo's problem because he can't get asleep because, like, caterpillars just eating are somehow super loud. (laughs) Yeah. I think he's tripping balls because there's some freaking banana bug designs here. pretty great, yeah. Like, Walt Um, was like, hey, Gary, have you ever seen a bug? And he said, no, sir, sure haven't. It's not quite. Well, draw me one. All right, I'll try. Yeah, it's not like Cuphead shit, but it's weird in a different way. It's just like, yeah. And it's cute. There's one butterfly who looks like... I swear to God, there's another Disney butterfly character who shows up in a short later that kind of looks like the butterfly in this. But anyway. But yeah. um, Mm. Yeah, there's howling wolves. There's a storm. There's a wind that attacks uh, Bongo. Yeah. The the bad... I like the part when the bats are chasing him out of the cave that he just says, hot damn, nature sucks ass. That was <laughs> he unexpected. just turns the, the camera and just... Yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, this is fucked up. So, we should, Dawn comes. They should pave over nature cliff. with the parking lot. <laughs> Dawn comes, he wakes up on a cliff, he almost falls off it, blah, 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 cartoon yeah. shit. Bonks his head on the branch, trips on his unicycle, falls into some morning ice. And it turns out nature is hot balls. <laughs> More so when you're hungry, he hungry, he and funny, haha, he try to catch fish, it though, he he no go away. God, this is really is. We're like 20 minutes into this, and this is still. He hasn't even met Lulabelle yet. Oh, well, I guess that's yep. what happens. Well, cause... then, yep, he sees a lady bear. He says, I thought I was hungry. Turns out I'm just super thirsty. <laughs> oh, no. And it's great because, like, Lulabelle is just him, but with eyelashes, totally Miss Pac Man, where she's got, like, a bow yeah, in her hair. She's they got, hurt. Yeah. Somebody heard you in the future say, I like his character design, and they said, well, well, let's do it twice. Let's do it twice, except what what, what if Bongo had tits and hips and Pac-Man, mm-hmm. and like Miss Pac-Man bow in her hair? Well, it's, it's, a fe- it's, it's a flower, but it's supposed to be a bow. And she's like sauntering around, and she's like showing off her figure and all I kinds guess, of, like, she's like a sexy guess, gummy bear that makes me confused. I, I guess... Good for Disney for not sexualizing her, like... I mean, not pointedly, but it is enough that it's like... I mean, she's feminine, but it's not like she's not all... She does does whip out a a tit and start licking it, yeah. And she unzips out of her bear costume, and she's a sexy, naked, hairless bear lady underneath, but yeah. Um, I did see some of the character designs for, like, when they were just trying to figure out what all the characters in this thing were going to look like, and originally, I guess the original idea was that all the characters were going to be, like, talking and having clothes, and the original design for Lulabelle, she looked like a really dowdy, like, bear librarian lady or something like that, with, like, a Mm. shawl and glasses, and just fucking weird, anyway. Um, yeah. It's weird to think that a bear character would have had a sequence where, like, she takes off her glasses and is now suddenly sexy and, like... <laughs> takes off her glasses, let down her hair. Yeah, this <laughs> wild bear <laughs> character living in the woods, you know. And just says, So, nothing that didn't go that route, but, yeah, and then we're into, like, ten minutes of just Bongo getting horny over a fucking... Well, I guess it's a mutual to no, falling no. in love. No, ten minutes of a song <sighs> about how much they love each it other. It is... This is, like, the worst... Like, I don't even hate this cartoon that much, but in terms of just... This is cartoon saccharine talking... It's not even talking animals, but, like, cute cartoon animal Disney stuff. This is... This right here is when you want to make fun of Disney, just having saccharine Mm -hmm. fluff bullshit that doesn't actually have any dramatic weight to it. This is exactly what people are talking about. Again, it's not inherently bad, 
But Disney would just this is kind of shit that Disney Disney became known for over anything else in pop culture after a while. Like when I was a kid, and like everyone was like, "Why why is Disney flushed down the toilets?" Because like this is all the this is the kind of shit Disney kept on doing after like Walt died. That was just like, oh my well, god. Well, it didn't help that, like, every single character in the park was Bongo. They're like, people can't get enough <laughs> That's of it. Bongo. Man, people must not, even for 1940 standards, people are like, fuck this Bongo. Because you never hear about, like, everyone's seen Mickey and the Beanstalk. Or at least even, like, the fucking, uh, the, the giant from the Beanstalk ends up in the Christmas Carol. But, you know, I didn't even know Bongo existed until watching this. I mean, this is, mm-hmm. I, this is actually a perfect example of us learning something from Disney Plus that... I don't think either of us would have ever even known about Bongo if we hadn't done this, but at, at what cost to our sanity that we have to know about oh, Bongo man. now? But yeah. Anyway. These songs are going to be stuck in my head for never. <laughs> That's the thing. It's so boring that I'm like not even, it's not even sticking into my mind while I'm watching it. I'm like falling asleep, but not in a good way. I'm just like, oh my God, what's going to be over? But yeah, anyway, there's more, and there's like a few cute fluffy teddy bear angels doing weird mm-hmm. shit and it's just so cl- and it goes like i said it literally goes on for like almost 10 minutes it's fuck yeah we get the point dude's horny yeah i can't even think of the songs i just have the what is that what is that one from the, the golden afternoon yeah this is what from southern else that we've seen yeah no it's not i mean it's from a disney movie but it's the golden afternoon. What is golden that? Golden afternoon. Oh, yeah, that's not from me. this, but yeah. I no, I think no. I know it's. Not. I know. I think the song title of this is literally. Oh, I should have put this. Oh, what the, there's no point. Oh no! I was, I was gonna joke that I should put the subtitles on. I was like, oh, they're they're not talking, but I forgot the the song would at least be subtitled. But not that it matters. Song ends. Now they're suddenly it's eventually. Yeah. They're ganged up so, by bears. Uh huh. They're oh the bears are excited to watch these two rowdy fuckers go at it. They like to watch, but oh no. Lumpjaw is coming, and he wants that booty Lump instead. Um, I was reading, I guess Lumpjaw eventually became a villain in the comic books for Chip and Dale in the 1940s after this. Um, mm. I forgot that, like, while this was going on, Disney was putting out its own line of comic books, which adapted and then also continued a lot of the stories from shorts like this. And I guess they did turn Bongo into a... Like, they did a comic book adaptation, and so all these characters became canon within the Disney Comics continuity. And then I guess Lumpjaw wound up becoming, like, the one of the stock villains for Chip and Dale. I don't know, so... Just throwing that out there. So, as much as we love yeah, Chip and Dale... Fine. He's got a big round jaw, sure. Yeah, uh, kind of the fine characteristic, but yeah. He's big. He beats up Bongo for a while, but then Lulabelle, which is apparently the lady's name... Yeah. Steps up and slaps Bongo in the face. And it breaks his dog hawk oh, he don't know what's going on. And it, then the narrator says and it broke her heart. But she'll give him one more chance. And she tries to slap him again and he ducks. And she slaps Lumpjaw. And he's in love and he hugs her as Bongo rolls sadly away. And the narrator says he'll never find out that when bears are in love, they say it with a slap. And here's the most notorious thing. Like, the only interesting thing about this cartoon is, is presenting the idea that bears beat each other up when they want to get horny. Is What? Yeah, and this the, the whole rest of the cartoon becomes about how bears, when they want to fuck, they slap each other in the face. And so, I guess by virtue of accidentally slapping Lumberjaw, or whatever the fuck his name is, in the face, Lulu Bell has committed herself to being in a romantic partnership 
with this giant bear, and then suddenly all the other bears in the tribe start dancing and slapping each other and getting horny for each other. And it gets really weird even for Disney for a little bit here. Uh, yeah, he's got he men and women just hitting the shit out of each other. He rolls up to a hill, looks down, and then he's all sad. And then there's a song about how when bears are horny, they say it with a slap. And it goes again. That also goes on for a while. I can see if they did for like it's, a thirty seconds or a minute, you get the point. But like, it goes on for a while. It sounds to me like some writer had himself a bit of a fetish. I. It's that's the thing because it goes and it's just like and they keep and like I'm watching it now and now it suddenly turns into the slapping orgy with like hearts all over the place and it's like like the, the writer fuck him up with this. <laughs> The writer was pitching this, and he's like, "So you know when you're real horny with your girl, and you tell her slap me in the face." <laughs> exactly. And the thing I'm sitting there watching, I'm like, "Well, at least it's got fun Disney bear animation, because Disney bears are always great." But yeah. now they're slapping and hitting each other and fucking, and it's just all just getting like, "No, is this how Baloo was conceived? I don't want to know this. This is terrible. Get away from me!" And all this, all this After... fucking luck, Lockjaw and fucking Lulabelle are watching this from their like sex throne. It's yeah. really weird. Fine, finally, Bongo realizes after five minutes of them singing yeah. about how you slapping each other means you're horny. He's oh, he like she likes me, and thankfully they remind us, the audience, that she slapped him in the face because he has a thought balloon that pops up that shows her exactly. Slapping. Yeah, and I was like, oh, god, this cartoon's so made for goes idiot kids. He goes, yeah, I mean it is. Yeah. He goes to slap her. Uh, but the bully bear hits him first, so now they're gonna hit each other a bunch. You're sending mixed signals here. <laughs> That's a good. I didn't even think about that. They're super. Yeah, I love the idea of going. Everyone steps back and says, "Oh my god, these these how... guys are super in love." God, Christ, guys, get a bedroom. Is he just? Is the big bad bear just asking for a threesome? Yeah, what's well, going on? Because well, Bongo doesn't try to really fight back because he can't. He knows he can't fight back, so it's all about Lockjaw trying to like fucking like crush Bongo. With, with rocks and oh, no. punching him in the and face and like Bongo uses his unicycle to beat the hell out. Well, he of like headbutt he like headbutts him and stuff. But Lumpjaw's such a forgettable name uh, too. Yeah, Lockjaw, Lumpjaw, uh, Lumpjaw. That because he's got the big lumpy jaw. I got it. Yeah, like Lockjaw. Yeah, sure. That's a human. <laughs> but this kind of turns boy. into what you think. Like the whole it, if this would have been a short, like it should have been. Like it would have been the cartoon would have mostly been just about Bongo like using his wits and his get, speed to like get one over on Lumpjaw or whatever the fuck. All of his circus training. But yeah, he exactly. Really, just uses it. You say so. I, I guess they're just gonna hit each other for a while. Yeah. There's why are we watching it now? There's one funny part where Bongo thinks he's defeated Lumpjaw, comes back to get a kiss from Lulabelle, and like fucking Lumpjaw comes back and is like flexing his hands over over Bongo, like like relishing the fact that he's about to strangle him, which is actually kind of great. But yeah, this goes yeah. on for a while. It's just constant, just like fight, 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 until what? Both guys go over a waterfall. Yeah, yeah. they go. They fall over a waterfall and. That the big bear just falls, and drowns, and dies, or whatever. Yeah. Oh, like, and... you see, he actually doesn't die. You get to see him wash down the river. No. But then yeah, you yeah, think yeah. also Bongo must be fucked up because they don't see what happened to Bongo. But the camera pans up, you find out like he's been saved by his hat because it's yeah, like strapped just to his chin. In there for, yeah. By his hat, yeah. And uh, the power of his boner saved him. <laughs> That's... The Pogo's back up to the top like Scrooge McDuck and Ducktales, yeah. the NES game. Um, and all the bears are like, hooray, hooray, this stranger one, yay. 
and he climbs up, says he loves Lula Bell and slaps her. She slaps him back. And it's, it's just a fucking terrible message. It you is. know, some stupid idiot, 1940s parents was like, well, no, you see, they hate you because they like you, just like Bongo. Uh, you yeah. remember Bongo? Yeah, Bongo lo- Oh, no, God. no, nobody remembers Bongo. I don't want to even Bongo. hear think of the phrase remember Bongo as someone using that as an excuse <laughs> to abuse someone else. Jesus Christ. It's like when parents would lie God. to their children and say like, no, they tease you because they like you. That's, no. This is why when people now. call this shit the greatest generation, man. The greatest is in super fucking quotation marks. Scare quotes plenty. Holy shit. Yeah. It is cute, though, because the fucking, I guess now Bongo is learning to climb a tree. And then they climb up in the tree, and the tree's bent, and it turns into a big heart, and it's a big, beautiful moon, and it's, it's game over. And then Jimmy Cricket's yeah, then like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> he's totally get, like, the, the, he's like totally like crusty. What the hell was that? The tree bends a little bit too far, and then snaps back and sends Bongo <laughs> flying to his death. He lands, his corpse lands in Indiana two days later, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Anyway. <clears throat> yeah, so anyway, That's now the Bongo. toys are happy, and... And that one can-can dancer doll wants to fuck that teddy bear. All right. Man, yeah. Uh, but hey, is this suggesting that maybe all that. of Pinocchio was also in Jiminy Cricket's head? Because Jiminy Cricket maybe. is like reading a lot out of this doll and bear situation. But yeah. So now, no time for that because Jiminy sees an invitation from a party Miss Luna Pattern's gonna oh, have no. to uh, the house across the way, and attending is Charlie McCarthy, Mortimer Snurd. Edgar Bergen, please come on, please. Oh, don't leave me alone with them. Please come to my party, please. It doesn't go well. Because Mortimer Snurd is like written in like crazy person handwriting or someone who's having a stroke, and I'm like, oh no, this is gonna, yeah. this is gonna be so bad. So Jimmy's yeah. like, yeah, I'll crash that shift for sure. And now, before the next show starts, let's enjoy an intermission. You'll find our snack bar chock full of good things to eat and drink. Tasty, tempting hot dogs, thirst-quenching soft drinks, fresh, crunchy popcorn, a complete assortment of delicious candy, and a full line of cigarettes. You've plenty of time, so visit the snack bar now. A tasty treat will double your enjoyment of the show. For your convenience, we shall keep you informed of the remaining intermission time, three minutes before the next show starts. Walt Disney gives free reign to his fancy, and all your favorites join in the songs and fun. Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy, Mortimer Snurd, Little Luana Patton of Song of the South, and Jiminy Cricket, that cute little bug from Pinocchio, eavesdropping in. How would you like to hear me tell a story? Oh, I'd love it. Wouldn't you, Charlie? Well, I, uh, no. Cut that out, Charlie. It's a swell story with your old pal Mickey Mouse celebrating his 20th anniversary in motion pictures with Goofy and good old Donald Duck. You will see them climb a magic beanstalk, find the magic castle, and meet that hilarious new Disney dope, Willie the Silly Giant. I got you! I think I got you. Yeah, I got you. Then you'll meet Bongo, the daring young bear of the circus. Let Dinah Shore tell you all about him. As he daringly climbed to the top of the tent, then with a wave to the crowd, he would gracefully plunge 300 feet into a wet sponge. 
There's adventure ahead when Bongo flees the circus for the free wildlife of the woods. And there's music ahead with Dinah Shore and others singing the newest Disney hit tunes. Lazy Countryside, In My Favorite Dream, Happy Day, and... This is too good to be true. I can't believe it's real. When a bird loves a bird, he can glitter. Across the ways in a real stupid party hat, making his hand talk to him, and he isn't even trying to not move his lips. It's like they told the ventriloquist man, "No, no, it's just like the radio. We're not gonna film your face. Don't worry about it." So, do you know who this is? Do you know who Edgar Bergen is? Yeah, I've always heard of Edgar Bergen. I've seen like his act and passing on like TV commercials and shit when I was a kid. Not even TV commercials, yeah. but when they would do like entertainment retrospectives on to be like, what the fuck is this boring old shit? So this is the first time I get to see Edgar Edgar not Edgar Wright, Edgar Bergen is, in uh, You mean the amazing <laughs> talent of Edgar Bergen. <laughs> yeah, well I guess the only other time I'd actually seen him in uh oh that's right. I was gonna say this is the second time we've done in a movie featuring Edgar Edgar Bergen, but technically no, because he was in the in the first Muppet movie. He had a brief cameo. It was to, I think it was the last thing he ever did before he died. Like he died like three weeks after they uh, uh, filmed his uh, cameo for the Muppet movie. I was thinking because we, we did, shot him out of a can. We didn't do the Muppet movie, right? We just did the Great Muppet Caper. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, this is so this would be our first Edgar Bergen. Well, that's another thing I've always heard. Like 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 Jim Henson went out of his way to have Edgar Bergen in the Muppet movie because he always was like, "You're the pioneer of puppet stuff. You're the guy." He's he, he Edgar Bergen was Jim Henson. What Jim so, Henson is to everyone else these days. And so it's watching this, and I'm like, "This is Edgar Bergen. He's fucking terrible." And like he's so the what? the thing is, I I've seen interviews with um oh shit. With uh, uh, Jim Henson on the Tonight Show, where he's got Kermit, and he's not a ventriloquist. He doesn't try to not move his lips. Yeah. And he talks. He talked about how if you make the character as Kermit interesting enough, you don't even notice that Jim Henson's there moving his lips. Yeah. Hey, guess who's <laughs> not interesting enough? I'd like to think Jim Henson specifically learned from Edgar Bergen. He's like, you know what? Edgar Bergen had the right idea, but he didn't do it as well as he could have. I'm gonna try to do this shit right, and he did, I guess. But, like, yeah, he's doing this fucking... Which, I don't even know if Edgar Bergen originated this thing, because I've seen other people do this. Actually, <laughs> one of my favorite all-time terrible movies, Toys, has Robin Williams do this whole thing, like, his, his heart is made of spam, where you just, like, you draw a face on your mouth. Oh, not on your mouth. <laughs> Yeah, you draw, you draw, you draw face on your on your hand, and you go like, "Hello, how are you doing?" And like, I guess, mm-hmm. I guess you have to put a napkin on top to make it look like a nun or whatever. Like, "Hello, how are you doing?" <laughs> and like, the idea is so stupid, it's great. Somehow, this guy makes that idea not funny, and this guy may be the guy who originated it, because he's just got like these black makeup on his hand and the, and the face is just like my head right there. And yeah, he's just obviously just talking along, like. 
That's just terrible. And not only that, so he's entertaining two live kids and a couple of dolls. One of his Charlie. What are you talking Mc- about? Two live kids. There's one kid there. Wait, what? <laughs> oh my god, the other one is so good. I thought it was live. Oh, you know what? I think also. There's one little girl that was like, "Come to my party, please." I think the little girl was also from like fucking. I th- she showed up in fucking Song of the South too. So she's hmm. her presence in the Disney- the sequel, the Song of the South. <laughs> what happens in that one? Wait, so, wait, what? Song of the South two? Uh, did I say sequel? I'm tired. I'm saying the Song of the South two. No, I guess she showed up in the original Song the of Revenge. <laughs> what prayer rabbit comes to life and starts murdering everyone? The tar baby bear rabbit. Anyway. Uh, Uncle Remus is back, and he's bigger than ever. <laughs> he realized how he got duped into being such a racist movie. Now he's skinned, and he wants to take everyone else at the Disney company out. Anyway, but yeah, fucking Edgar Bergen is embarrassing himself in front of this girl with his fucking puppets, <laughs> and it's it's just terrible. Like, I guess this is party is just entertaining this one girl, and yeah. I, how does it even turn into Mickey and the Beanstalk? I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> yeah, now. you took notes. Let I'm me, watching let me it. Let get situated. Oh. Okay, so. Uh, so the girl is there, and she's going to have therapy for this exact night. Jesus H. Christ. She asks for a story. And this asshole's like, okay, I'll tell you a story about a place called Happy Valley. It oh, that's what it is. Because okay. everybody there was happy. And his stupid dummy talks, whatever, old-timey people are probably audience going, and <laughs> jokes. Because, like, that's... All the jokes are terrible. So, the, I forgot the whole narration is Edgar Bergen and his two puppets, because he has the one good puppet, Charlie McCarthy, who's like, I think that's an interesting idea, and I guess it's Mortimer Snurd, the stupid puppet, who's all like, I think mm. that's a dumb idea. I think you're full nope, of forks. Nope, nope, nope. And he's all like, mm-hmm. got that face and it's just like yeah this it totally this man this whole opening segment for this cartoon is totally like like again we we joke about this a lot but like this is this is what passed for entertainment before they invented nintendo oh my god how did people survive it's until it's 1985 disney conquered the world oh when, my like, god how like compared to this man i just want to walk into a fl- into a movie theater in 1947 and with a flamethrower and just torch everyone in the audience put them out of their misery <laughs> if this is what if this is what was bringing light into their fucking lives holy shit this is terrible anyway they were like boy this shirt is better than my poop in the stick <laughs> that's a t- i like the idea I guess in 1947 it would have been the generation who was like 40 years earlier had been the hoop and stink generation. But yeah, oh my god. Anyway, but I, I anyway, do like the idea so... that like so he's telling the story and they and even the little girl starts imagining Happy Valley and you do see a cartoon thought bubble appear over her head, which I thought was a cute cute way to segue into the cartoon. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> this is so mm-hmm. that puppet shit is so weird. Anyway. There's a castle, and in the castle is a singing magic harp singing about how happy everything is. Oh, everybody's face hurts, and if I'm smiling too much, ain't nothing gonna bring me down. All the livestock's really happy, not thinking about their impending death. Yeah, for some reason, every, all the happiness in this valley, though, are, it hinges upon the uh, existence of the harp. Yeah, for some reason, I don't sure know if it's be music. A shame if a mis- if a mysterious shadow came along and stole her up. Oh no! Yeah. And you know what? I guess I was wondering later on why they go out of their way to point out that the giant is a shapeshifter because that shapeshifting thing really doesn't matter into the rest of the cartoon. I guess that's their excuse as to why the giant could swoop down and steal the 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 harp away without anyone noticing. 
as if they're like, oh, it just turned into a giant smoke monster that could just fly away. Because obviously, like, in his normal form, he's so big and stupid, it would... But that's a kind of weird... Like, it's not like anyone would have cared about that detail. He, oh, he's fucking weird. But anyway, so, yeah, Happy Valley turns into uh, fucking, what, Gregarious Gulch or whatever the fuck? Gregarious Gruesome Gulch, Gulch I, think. I think. it's something like that. It's something. Yeah. It, uh, it all gets all dry. It gets out. cool and Halloween-y, though. It's all orange and shit. I like that, because it's, it's almost September now, and I'm thinking, mm, Halloween coming. So I'm watching this going, mm. where's, where's the new Frankenstein and also, the stupid... The stupid dummies are cracking jokes in the background. <laughs> yeah. It's really bad. It's not worth repeating. Yeah, no, it's, it's just so dumb. Just like... <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the camera I, settles on a cottage with the I, cow outside. I, I do guess that's a good way to make us feel as miserable as Goofy <laughs> Donald and Mickey feel by making the dummies keep cracking. They're just like, they're threatening to cut their own throats if the dummies don't stop talking over their scenes. They're like, shut the fuck. We're already starving. It's not gonna take a lot for us to end this, uh, end this all right here if you don't shut the fuck up, Edgar Bergen. But yeah, Mickey, Donald, and Goofy are eating thinly sliced I bread, had so seen, thin you can see through it. I had seen the animated gifs that have been derived from the scene, both with people joking about how poor they are. They'll show an animated gif of like this paper thin bread that mm. Mickey is is slicing, and also when Donald goes nuts here in a bit. But I'm sorry, go ahead. No, it's fine. Slicing up one bean in between. The that is them. great. I just, yeah, just, just the, the the gossamer painting of the thin bread and the animation of like the thin little bean steak. And I think the one thing I think it, what the Edgar Bergen does joke at least the bean has no bones, which I think I thought actually that was the one joke in this whole thing that kind of made me laugh a little bit. But and yeah, yeah. so. Uh, Mickey, so they, Mickey they, serves, keeps yeah, Donald, like, a sandwich with one slice of bean between go two, two gossamer slices of bread. Yeah, they keep talking about what a sad sack of shit Donald is, but he doesn't give up, and he keeps writing, and then Donald, he screams to shut up, he can't stand it. <laughs> okay, so he does he interact stacks, with it, okay, yeah. Yeah, he stacks all the plates and shit on top of each other and tries to eat them, and Mickey and Donald have to stop him. And, and he loses his mind more profoundly than maybe any he other says, cartoon I'm alright. Yeah. I'm alright. And then he's looking around, and his and eyes get- on the wall, and he's all, <laughs> It is. He, he looks over at Mickey, and you're like, "Oh shit! Is that fuck? Is that fool gonna eat Mickey Mouse?" It is, but man. The fucking animation of Donald being out of his mind is to see are so fuck. Because his eyes are getting all like, it's not even kind of like hypnotic in the way that like Ka in the Jungle Book is, but it's just so like. <laughs> it's just it's fucking. I could see why the people have turned that into an anime gift because it is fantastic. I'm sorry, go mm -hmm. ahead. But no, he's not going to kill Mickey. He's going to go outside and butcher the hell out of their cow, which, yeah, it doesn't give milk anymore. What do you do with a dairy cow that can't produce milk anymore? You eat that motherfucker. What else are you going to do? Uh, yeah, uh, what else are you going to do with it? Um, I guess this is the setup for Jack and the Beanstalk and other stories, too. But I yeah. do love the idea that it's, it's our classic characters all starving this is good justification as to why when mickey ends up selling the beans it's good it's a good reason why they would be extra pissed off at mickey and mickey's whole thing would be uh it's just it, and it's also nice to see because uh, as we've gone through disney through the decades we have stopped seeing shorts where mickey donald and uh, goofy are hanging out together and i think they say this is like one of the last times they ever did that too in a short until much much later after this and also there's something about how uh, i guess Putting Mickey and making a Mickey in the Beanstalk cartoon was, I guess, even after Fantasia, 
Mickey went into another lull period where people didn't care about Mickey again, so this Mickey and the Beanstalk cartoon was supposed to be Disney's new effort to make Mickey uh, fucking relatable or fucking relevant again. Relevant again, yeah. How often they have to keep doing that? Maybe stop worrying about Mickey so much. If every five years you have to like, oh, one, no one likes Mickey again, we have to make him relevant again. Jesus Christ. Um, mm -hmm. But so I guess that's the other justification as to why this whole thing exists in the first place. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah, nobody likes Mickey. When you have to keep on forcing him. Like, I mean, I get that he was a groundbreaking star with his first sound cartoon, but it sounds like every time after that, like, he, like, he. He's constantly being uh, upstaged by all these other characters, both like within Disney's own canon and also by like you know Donald Duck and shit, or uh, by Mickey. Nigga uh, was money so unpopular, people would shit in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> he deserved that shit. He had it coming. <laughs> anyway, so anyway, yeah, so beans and so stuff. And Mickey went. Mickey went to sell the cow for some food and. Uh, Donald the Goofy are singing about how they, oh man, they're gonna eat the fuck out of that food that Mickey's bringing back. Mm -hmm. Pancake piled out to the sky, oh man. And Mickey comes in the door and's like, I saw beans! And, like, what are you talking about, beans? And he says, yeah, fellas, the salt the cow for some magic beans! And Donald loses his GD mind. <laughs> and can you blame him? No, can seriously, he's stuck him? with this unpopular idiot who's not making any money for the company. Who just wasted all this fucking... Yeah, so I guess originally when this, this short was conceived, um, the idea was that it was being made uh, relatively uh, soon after Pinocchio, and kind of like how Bongo mm. was first imagined as being a spinoff of Dumbo, because it was about circus animals. There was the idea that, like, that there would be a whole scene where uh, Mickey would go to town to sell the, the course... The, the, the horse... Uh, the cow, and he gets swindled by the two thieves from Pinocchio. What the mm. the, the fox dude and the makes sense. and the, the the retarded fox dude. Who are those two characters? There was like the the, the one Mel Blank. Well, the well, there's a cat and a fox, right? Or something. Or fox Honest John. Honest John and, and Stinkums McCoy or whatever the fuck. But yeah, Stinkums McCoy. But they just deleted that all together, and it's just like Mickey comes back and and it's it's well, well Donald slaps the beans out of his hand. They go into a knot hole in the in the floorboards. Well, yeah, Mickey says. But Donald, these are magic beans. If you plant these beans in the light of the full moon, you know what will happen? And Donald says, yeah, you get more beans. <laughs> and he slaps them out yeah. of his hand and they bounce across the floor and go through a knot hole mm. under the house. And Mickey's sad because he's a freaking moron. Oh, you, think, you think if anything, Goofy would have been the one to go to town oh. and get swindled. But I guess... Hey, yeah. I forgot. I, I, I went through the note because I've seen Mickey and the Beanstalk enough that I can just... Oh, really? Okay, yeah. Um, because of the Ludwig von Drake version is actually fun to watch. But uh, the, when he Donald tries to kill the cow and he like bites its tail yeah. and they pin him down to the ground with with sticks and he's just crying and he's all sad and he says, fellas, I just got to eat. The transition to the dummy being bent over the table, I don't think they meant for it to look like it looks. Wait, is that a thing that happens? Uh-huh, because Donald's pinned down, he's crying, he says, but fellas, I got to eat. <laughs> and then it, it shows... The dummy, Charlie, bent over the table, and the way he's moving, it it looks I didn't bad. even notice. I'm already up to the point where, like, the beanstalk is growing. I totally didn't even notice that. There's too many jokes about a hand being up a puppet's <laughs> keister to make. 
Well, we don't have enough time. I saw people were talking about it. I guess Edgar Bergen did specialize in risque humor. So it was extra weird that he showed up in a Disney movie because that's like not his forte. And I wonder if he would make jokes because like, how do you how do you have an act with a hand puppet that's supposed to be risque and you don't occasionally make jokes about I've got a, a fucking hand up this puppet's ass. Um, yeah, but risque in the uh, 1940s, that's true. Risque man. just means, like... It was, it was, I saw a young lady's ankle, and it sure was bony. Uh, to say, exactly. I saw a communist getting beaten in the streets. Good for him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I really... Okay, so, anyway. Animation of the beanstalk growing up in the moonlight, that does look fucking gorgeous. That is really nice. Hey, you think that's where the entire budget for this Yeah, and this is, like, half the cartoon is his. And I do like how, the like, the house is lifted up off of its foundation and leaves the chimney behind. That looks cool. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, just... I like the part where, where Mickey's snoring and the bean starts to go in his mouth, and he, when he breathes out, it gets ears like, oh! Oh, I didn't even notice that, that's, yeah. That's always been a nice little bit of animation. Uh, but yeah, 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 I mean, again, one of those things where you can kind of tell how this, uh, the bits like this that really show how this would have been targeted to be its own standalone feature, and maybe if it was always designed to be a standalone short, it wouldn't have been so nice looking, but... That looks good, though. Yeah, it looks really nice and moody and, yeah. and mysterious. Yeah, it goes on for quite a while, and it doesn't <laughs> feel like everything way. else in this. Yeah, it doesn't feel like everything else on this, where you're like, oh, just let this song end. Yeah. I think if they had put one of those warbly-ass yeah. old-timey songs in here. I think the song's it's just, it's just the songs sometimes slow things down, where it's just so like, okay, we get it. And well, also, once you know they start singing, you know it's going to be at least a two- or three-minute song. So it's good, like, you could go out and for the bathroom break and not miss anything. Whereas if there's no song specifically, you're like, you're not quite sure how it's going to play out, so it's going to hold your attention more. But, but anyway, they end up in heaven fucking giant heaven i guess <laughs> there's a giant castle in the distance i mm? was there like is this a myth or something like that because i know castles in the sky is a saying was there always like a myth that like if you just go up to like, go up to the clouds high enough you might see a fucking castle up there i don't know what the fuck i don't know i oh, mean i know we're also... here to talk about this cartoon not just about jack and the beanstalk doesn't make any sense but mm -hmm. anyway. there is a point <clears throat> going back to the notes that we, we skipped so when it's the live action thing, and can you imagine <laughs> like living in a time? Yeah. Well, I took. A oh, we're talking about Jiminy Cricket Did drinking that drink real fast. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Okay. Uh, um, could you imagine living in, during the era where people had to wear party hats like these assholes? And when you go to a party, like Bergen looks like he's wearing folded up shit. He looks like he's wearing a woman's purse on his head. Doesn't even look like a party hat. <laughs> Like, uh -huh. he looks like a guy who broke into that room to, like, steal that girl away, and now it's just making shit up to keep her from screaming. Yeah. Um, There's a debate. that The man's have a debate on whether the character should kill a cow or not, and that, that he's like, no, no, they're going to sell it. And Charlie says, well, you could have said that and saved us all some time. And then he replies yeah. with, I could save more time and not tell the story at all. And Charlie says, hey, your idea is not without merit. And finally, I can agree with the dog. That's a good comeback, too. I did like the the reading of that line. is pretty good. And also, it comes off better because you don't actually have to hear him. Say, like, you don't have to watch fucking Edgar Bergen totally failing at being a ventriloquist <laughs> about that. <laughs> Jesus uh -huh. Christ. How? I mean, I guess maybe if you're on a stage in vaudeville, like, you're far enough away from the audience, they can't see you that you're just obviously just talking for the puppet. But Jesus Christ, I thought... Was he like, I normally wear a veil? <laughs> I know. It's so... I can only imagine that, like, he had spent so much time doing that act over the radio that he must have just gotten sloppy or something like that, because it is not impressive at all on, on a fucking film screen, but... 
No. Uh, my, I, when you're a ventriloquist and your way to make sure people can't see your mouth move is just to tilt your head away from the camera, that you're a bad ventriloquist. Looking down at my shoes, don't look at my face. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, I do like the bit, so they start walking towards the castle. It's a mm -hmm. weird thing you can totally tell. Like, if you couldn't tell, this movie was already made in World War II. Or, like, right after World War II, Donald Duck sees a couple of mosquitoes, and he's like, Oh, look, bombers! And then he pretends to pull out a, a well, machine gun to blow, to shoot the mosquitoes down, which is weird. Yes, they look like mosquitoes. They call them dragonflies, though, so... Oh, dragonflies, that's what that is, yeah. Except they don't look... No, whoever did them had never seen a dragonfly before. Because uh, they were like, well, I guess they have long wings, but, like, yeah, that's it. That's, yeah. They got big needle See, now I can't make fun of them for not being able to draw dragonflies when I couldn't even know what... To, even Couldn't remember what to call them correctly in the first place. Well, no, you call them mosquitoes because they look like mosquitoes, but they're not. Monkey pants. Hey, how dies by them, but fish eats it. They get up to some stairs, climb stairs for, like, 50 hours because they're giant and yeah. Mickey goes up to the door knocks on it but no one answers after two seconds so they just crawl underneath it and inside they find a table full of food and so they race to the top and go fucking book wild on eating giant cheese yeah there's like five minutes of goofy uh running around on top of the thing of jello which actually the jello is not nicely painted it like they really did a good job of really suggesting bouncy jello when was Jello invented? Man, well, I mean, gelatin as a thing has been around probably for centuries, but in terms of like Jello as a product where you could just eat like flavored. Oh, 1897. Oh, okay, so actually, it's way, man. Imagine like Jello didn't exist for like within your lifetime, man. Fuck. That's freaking to me I out. I mean, this was, this was getting to the era where people are like, hey, I put some sausage inside some gelatin and made a fun little thing to so take to a party. So this here proves that at least when Jello was first invented, they had the right idea of like, you just eat the Jello, you don't need to put sausage in it. And sometime in the 1950s and 60s, they were like, hey, you know what? We need to sell shitty cookbooks to housewives. We need to come up with three million different ways to ruin Jello by putting shit you do not need to put in Jello in jello yeah let's put some peas and carrots in this jello let's put let's put entire cans of open spam walnuts cherries and some <laughs> slices of salami into this jello we'll call it yeah delightful oh my god fucking that jello has been so abused uh, yeah, over the years spaghetti oats jello i've <laughs> exactly, seen exactly yeah well especially uh, that that's great when you're supposed to take like jello or any kind of gelatin and mix it in with other stuff like spaghettios so it'll like you put it into a mold so like the spaghettios will stand up in its own shape that's horrifying but yeah oh man well yeah. like yeah when they miss mix it with aspic and stuff like that but yeah Anyway. Yep. Anyhow, he eventually falls over into some walnuts making a big old racket, and somebody's like, what the fuck was that? And it's the harp. She's all locked up in a little She kind of looks chest. like Cinderella, too. It's a little weird. Like, she looks she like a Mark that... Davis character a little bit. Like, not drawn by Mark Davis, but maybe designed by Mark Davis, but drawn poorly by someone else. But her eyeballs are always pointing <laughs> off in 12 different <laughs> well, directions. The, yeah. Uh, maybe this is left over from when they were still thinking this is going to be a short, but yeah. Um... So the, she's like, the giant put me in here, and they're like, oh shit, a giant, and he can change himself into anyone or anything, and Jiminy Cricket says, fuck that, chugs a whole glass oh, that's of what it is, okay, yeah. Oh yeah, it suddenly mm -hmm. cuts back to like a, uh, like a little three minute live action interstitial, where Edgar Bergen's Charlie like, wears a pirate hat, wears with a mustache. Oh, I didn't notice they changed hats, okay. It's, it's uh, stupid jokes, I hate yeah, it. And Edgar and Bergen so decides, that, oh, this is how he introduces the giant. He does mm -hmm. it through hand, uh, shadow puppets. Yeah. It's not nearly 
The Gremlins 2 did this gag so much better where it's Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> yeah. He tries to, like, he does. He, 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 it is funny because it is an actual shadow puppet, but, like, they cut out, like, a little, like, little hinged 2D puppet of the giant's face, so it looks like that's. It's kind of a cute, clever gag that, like, he's somehow able to make his uh, hand puppet look like the, sh the shadow puppet, like the giant. It's but. the epitome of. It's From fine. a technical perspective, I was like, oh, that's kind of clever. That's, like, you know, because mm. someone had actually had to make, like, a little, like, like paper hand puppet of the. Of the yeah. fucking giant, but like anyway, but then it just cuts right back to the animated scene, and you get to see the giant walking down the steps, and he's this big mm -hmm. redheaded fucking idiot <laughs> who's like not. Fee -fi -fo -fo. Oh yeah. Fee -fi -fo -fo. It's weird that I'm the most amazing guy, the most amazing guy am I? So I guess they. Oh, that's right, because you know this so well. It's it's funny that I guess they didn't want to. I'm surprised they didn't, because I know a lot of other ad adaptations with Jack and the Beanstalk thing. We'll try to make a meal out of. Like, he'll say, fee fi fo fum, I smell the blood of an Englishman, and somebody will be like, whoever, whoever's stuck in that situation, I'm like, I'm not English, or I must be, you must be spelling my English shoes, or something like that. I like they just totally bypass that at all, just by just turning fee fi fo fum into its own, kind of like, it's not like a really fully realized song, but it's like a little motif that he sings. I thought that was mm -hmm. kind of interesting, it's kind of a, a nice way to work in a little more music in the middle of this. Uh, I'm kind of yeah, surprised. He doesn't even say he... He never says he's gonna grind Mickey's bo uh, bones into his That bed. would be- that's always a good threat, though. That is fantastic. I, I'm kind of surprised you never get to see the giant actually, like, playing the harp, and you could have, like, shown that, like, that's why he stole the harp, because he likes to sing and stuff. But... Well, he just likes her to I like, I, I like just... it when a lady's eyeballs go off in two different directions. Does she make the heart play itself? Because I know that's a thing in other adaptations. I wasn't paying... Yeah. By this part of the cartoon, I was so checked out, I can barely remember. I'm watching it now, and I barely remember half of this, but yeah. Um, yeah, I like Willie all right. Oh, he's fine. Might be my retro goggles. <laughs> no, it's a great character design. <laughs> I love his big meaty hands. And I love how he's got like that big baby Huey body where like he's a big tough guy, but he's got the big belly. He's like so bottom heavy. It's great. He, he looks like he used diaper with legs. That, yeah. <laughs> that's that's always kind of a great animated character design shorthand to show someone's t powerful but stupid. Is you kind of give them that they, they get that kind of water balloon shape. But yeah. Um, he says that he can change himself into anything just by singing the magic wordies. Fee fi fo fee fi. Yeah, and this is the one time his shape shifting ability actually becomes like any kind of a story point. Well, it, it goes so fast. There's not really enough time to do anything yeah. with it. So, which is why I wonder. Says, like, yeah, I wonder why they even brought it up in the cartoon in the first place since it's never really. Yeah, anyway. He says he's fee fi fo song. He smells. He smells. And he sniffs around. Pot roast, chocolate pot roast with smashed with smashed with with green gravy. What the fuck is chocolate pot roast with green gravy? Again, I'm just supposed to be showing this guy's not that bright. Yeah. Um. No, but really, is there such a thing as chocolate pot oh, roast? Oh no, I'm assuming he's just like a glutton. I, that's ah, that's okay. Who the hell would make? Then again, it's 1940s, <laughs> Bill. We just went on an extended rant about how these people found out a way to brew a jello. Of course, this maybe I who knows maybe chocolate pot roast is what got everyone through the through the ration years in the World War II. But yeah, oh my God, yeah, the, the back of Saturday Evening Post, all these recipes for chocolate pot roast. Mickey oh Goofy God. Donald hide in various foods, and he picks up a bunch of the food. And Mickey gets put into the sandwich he makes. He takes a bite, make, or he peppers it, and Mickey sneezes the sandwich apart. And then Willie grabs him in his hand. 
looks inside his hand. Mickey's like, oh, look at this. It counts his lifeline on his palm like a palm Oh, reader. yeah, okay. And he says, you know what this means? This says, this here says you can change yourself in anything. And Willie's like, yeah, sure, whatever, I can, yeah. What you want? And he says, how about a house fly? Because he sees a fly swatter over to the side. And he's like, oh, you sure you don't want a little pink bunny with big pink ears? And he turns and into like, that, yeah. He's like, no, I want a house fly. And he's like, fine, a fly with pink wings. And then he says the magic words and the three heroes rush to get the fly swatter. And he says, hey, and then he turns himself into a pink bunny. He's like, you sure you don't want a pink bunny? And he says, hey, you think you fool, Willie? He grabs them all. Some good animation of them popping out from between his fingers oh, yeah. and shoving them back in. Yeah. And he throws them in the chest while he takes out the harp, puts them up on a shelf. Mickey manages to get out and hang on the back. And he takes the key and, from the little mm-hmm. uh, box that he's put uh, Donald and uh, Goofy into, puts it into his vest pocket. And mm-hmm. does he make the harp sing? Or I know the harp uh, starts singing out to Mickey harp, about how yeah I think I think somebody says that she's gonna sing them when Lull and she sleep. starts singing about how like oh hey I'm gonna show you the the Willie's one weakness and she starts yeah, lulling him to about sleep her favorite yeah. dreams yeah. which is another <laughs> excuse for a musical moment but yeah, that's and everybody's fine, like hey, yeah it is actually dreams. nice to see in a Disney cartoon a musical moment that actually factors it's a plot plot moment too. Which is usually mm. Disney shorts are not effective in that way, where it's not just like we're gonna stop the cartoon just for a song for, for three minutes. But you know. well, because like she's yeah. actually singing to Mickey at a person. So she's like, yeah, yeah, the keys in his left in vest the right pocket. Vest pocket Which, you're fine. Yeah, I thought that was. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. Aww. So um. Oh, you do know this cartoon. What? <laughs> That's just cute. I just love the fact that you know this cartoon so well. It's this 39-year-old man singing his fucking song, Adora. Derv. So, anyhow. Uh, her eyes are pointing off. I don't know how she <laughs> noticed where he put the key, because she looks blind. Well, she's got I'm that. not saying that is a huge insult. But... Well, she's great if you want If you want anyone to detect <laughs> any attack coming at you from the 90-degree left or 90-degree <laughs> right, from right from front of her, she can't see anything, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a clever thing where... um. Mickey gets a sewing needle and a spindle of thread to like 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 the rappel his way down to the giant to steal the stuff. I thought was kind of clever how he uh, yeah. engineers that. He goes in his breast pocket. There's a key in there, some change, and a box of snuff. Mickey tries to pull the key out, but opens the snuff, falls in it, sneezes, and he snuff in the air, which makes Willie say, "I'll smash!" Does a little sneeze, yeah. but. I guess that was Mickey escaped. This comedian's forte, the guy who voiced him, that was his whole thing. And of course, I guess his Mm. first contact with Disney was, uh, I guess he was a stage comedian whose his whole shtick was sneezing. And so when Disney was like, we got to find someone to play Sneezy. Can you imagine? Again, welcome to the fucking early 20th century where anything, how, how... How was anyone not a star? Because you could literally do anything and become a millionaire on on vaudeville or whatever the fuck. Like, my whole stand-up comedian thing is going to be, I'm going to pretend to sneeze. And that's going to make him famous yeah. enough to be, like, in all these... Dis- oh, my fucking God. Jesus Christ. <laughs> 
It's like there was like an evolutionary leap between those people and us now. Even though humanity's still just as stupid, but at least in terms of sense of humor. Oh my god, yeah. Holy shit. Anyway. Yeah, so it's Mickey climbs up to escape and gets the key and just plows it right in Donald's face <laughs> and unlocks the box. Yeah. And then they grab the heart. Harp starts to sneak away, but Mickey's gonna make sure that he can't chase him by tying his shoelaces together. But oh, he wake up and his eyes sparkle and shine. Yeah, it's nice. It's weird. The weird thing is in the Ludric Run Drake version, yeah. so there's the point where Willie's eyes sparkle and the little girl goes, oh! And that's still in the... Oh! Is still in the Von Drake version. Oh, wow! That's good. Is there a little girl in the Von Drake version aside from that? Or it's nope! Just... <laughs> that is a lure. I guess Ludwig Von Drake was so taken by those eyes, he suddenly sounded like an eight-year-old girl. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> That's yeah. fantastic. It's like the one sound effect they couldn't cut out. I, I guess, guess it was like be a heart baked into that part of the sound. Yeah, that's that's fucking mm -hmm. fascinating. So Willie starts chasing him, trying to smash him with a mace. It is fucked up. He's like smashing up the whole place. I do like. Well, so I guess Mickey. Yeah. Uh, Mickey rides a cork, which was put at the start of like every Disney video for a montage of what Disney stuff. It is there nice is. animation because like the champagne bottle gets shaken and so it explodes and he goes flying and. Yeah, I guess uh, uh, Donald and uh, Goofy have the harp and they're running. And essentially Mickey, even though he's, he is running for his life, he's kind of keeping the giant distracted too while the other guys like actually really make off with, with the harp. But, yeah. Yeah. So, um, they get, Mickey, he just chases Mickey. It's, it's just a quick little a thing, actually. Stuff, yeah. You think this would actually be a huge chase scene, but no, it only, no. it's only like 30 no. seconds long. It, we're, pretty, mm -hmm. we're pretty much at the end of the cartoon now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Donald and Goofy take the harp down the beanstalk. Mickey trips Willie. They both race down the beanstalk where Goofy and Donald are sawing it. I like the fact Donald gets sucked into the. the as I don't know the guy. I'm watching it now. I can't understand how it works, but yeah, he gets sucked in and crushed. But yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it falls, and then Willie falls. It's good animation of him falling. Yeah, falling, ass over tea kettle. Just through the sky, yeah, he, like. And it is funny because then it suddenly cuts to live action. And the girl's like, "What happened to the giant?" And the guy's like, "Edgar Bergen's like, eh, he, you know, he he didn't make it, whatever." Because he's like, "That he fucking giant is fucking dead." Yeah. Yeah, and the stupid dummy's like, "Oh, well, I'm flattered because that giant got killed." <laughs> God, I fucking the, hate this puppet. I hate Edgar Bergen. But the guy, Candace Bergen, should be ashamed for having this DNA mixed in her body. Oh my God. But the not. The not ventriloquist is like, Willie didn't exist. He's just a figment of your imagination. This is but cute. Then, I did like this. Willie rips the roof off the house and is like, Has anybody in here seen a little, little itty bitty mouse? And the, the not ventriloquist faints. And Willie's like, What's his problem? Something he ain't. And the stupid dummy's like, Nope, it's just a figmentation of his imagination. Good night, Willie. And then Willie. Waves goodbye, puts the roof back on, and then sneaks around town looking for Mickey under buildings and stuff. And haha, the joke, he put on the brown derby on his head like a hat. I like he still got the sign of the brown derby attached to the brown derby. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, and he just wa walks away through like the Los Angeles Valley, and that's that's the end of the cartoon. That's actually a pretty cute way to end it. Um, yeah. So wh what do they do in the Ludwig von Drake version? If, if they don't have Edgar uh, Bergen in it. So he's telling the story to, like, the little cricket thing that is in some cartoons here and oh, there. okay. I don't know if you remember that guy. <laughs> Disney cricket. 
Uh, I don't know if he's a cricket. He's some sort of bug. Yeah, Disney's stupid cricket who needs stories told to him. <laughs> and well, Jiminy uh, Cricket is the cricket. It's, it's, basi- it's basically the same ending, except uh, that thing's drunk and hiccupy. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Does he lift up... <sighs> Does he like lift up to the roof to Edgar Bur- or to Ludwig von Drake's house or something? I did yeah, see yeah. something. They were talking about how when they aired this on, um, there was at least one version where it was aired on Disney's you know land of uh, the Disneyland TV show where he lifted it, it lifted the roof of the Disney Studio and asked Walt Disney if he had seen Mickey Mouse anywhere. Mm. Um, but okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Which yeah, it's the same also thing. Also, but... does because actually. Technically, you'd think Willy wouldn't be a giant, because actually, Mickey Mouse is actually properly whoa, whoa. in scale. Whoa, 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 shut up. I, I'm sorry to, to interrupt Willy. you, but yeah. you'll be fine with this. Oh, no. A third version of Mickey and the Beanstalk was hosted and narrated by Sherry Lewis and Lamb what? Chop in 1973. What? Why? No. Where is it? <laughs> Puppets, why are they trying to... At least she's an actual good ventriloquist. That's a good point, actually, yeah. Uh, yeah, and no, Lamb Chop's was... an entertaining <laughs> character. I love Lamb Chop's weird little mouth. <laughs> you know huh. what? Better okay. that than what's what's the fuck scary lady puppet that we not always talk about that you've. Madame. Madame. Oh my god. <laughs> your <laughs> your secret fetish, Madame. I love the idea that like fucking Willie would open like the roof of whatever house Madame is, and Madame just pulls a gun on him and takes a shot at him, and he just runs away. Cause she's so horrifying. Oh my god. Oh Jesus. Yeah. Who puppeteer? Cause was Madame like an Edgar Bergen thing where like she would like lay on her puppeteer's lap or what? Oh my god, Madame. Uh, I don't think that guy. I don't think that guy also did ventriloquism. I. I. Oh God! I searched Madame puppet. It's just. <laughs> it's just. Oh, unpleasant okay, so it's to look Wayland, at. A guy named Wayland Flowers. Oh my God! Yeah, it's just what. Sometime during his four-year stint on Solid Gold, Flowers was dying. So the guy who created Madame died of AIDS. What the fuck? Oh, so was he gay? Yeah, it was openly gay. Oh my God! Why? What the fuck, madame? Okay, this is... Yeah. I know. Yeah, at least there wasn't a version hosted by that thing. That's... I... No. Herman the Boodle Beetle. Huh? Yeah, that's know. the character that... John Von Drake's telling the story I've to. I've had to have seen that character before, because I've seen so many of the Ludwig von Drake cartoons. Yeah, this is not necessarily seem... Huh, okay, yeah. So, yeah, Herman the Boodle Beetle is the character that's... That you're talking about, yeah. He does kind of yeah, look like yeah. he could have been, like, like a cousin to Jiminy uh, Cricket or something like that, but... Oh, my fucking Christ almighty, that's that's I fun guess and fancy that was free. fine. That... I guess that's fine. What? Non-offensive, I guess, I mean, at best. Are you saying, are we saying the only good thing about that cartoon is that there's no racial epithets or, like, racism? Oh, my God. I guess, yeah. There is... Would have been easy for the puppet dude to do. Uh, I did notice that there is no, like, content 
or cultural insensitivity warnings on this cartoon. This may be one of the few things we've ever talked about Disney through the decades that does not have like a, oh my god, we're sorry, we didn't know what we were doing in the 1940s kind of like warning tag on it. But I mean, it is going to make you hate 1940s But yeah, people. for all kinds of other different kind of ways too, so. Oof, wow. See, I, or ventriloquist, I have to say, angry ventriloquist. We just did Victory Through Air Power last week, and that was kind of a weird flex because that, 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 doesn't have a story or anything like that but at least that was more interesting than fun and fancy free holy shit so what's the next are we gonna do oh man so i guess the next thing we're gonna do is melody time another package uh, i think the next one is the shorts and then it's melody time wait do we have more shorts because the one that we recorded already yeah actually no uh there's more shorts but even within the shorts we've already because oh that's right because we've already done a future episode i forgot this is going to be a little confusing because we've already done a, a future uh episode of tardy the party which we have done yeah okay so there is for tardy the party there's the next one is going to be shorts and the next one that we record is going to mm. be melody time which i don't even want to fucking know what's on melody time oh my god because <laughs> they're just pulling out the weirdest shit to hit us with I think Melody to Time might be the one that's actually comprised, even though it's no longer or shorter than the other package features we're doing. That might be the one that's actually, like, has, like, six oh, no, or seven on, cartoons in it. Melody Time features seven timeless okay, stories, is, yeah. each enhanced with high-spirited music and unforgettable characters. So it means that they, they just put I... together whatever shorts they had about music and put them together. Okay. Uh-oh. This program is presented as originally created and make contain outdated culture. Although with six or seven shorts... There's so much more opportunity there for racism that, like, I should not be surprised, but... Uh, looks like Johnny Appleseed... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Okay. Nah, is this gonna be, like, Pico's Samba. Bumble Boogie. Oh, no. Little Toot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Pico's Bill is on there. Doesn't Pico's yeah, Bill Pecos have a hot Bill's girlfriend? Child. Or am I thinking the red-headed lady from the... From the... Oh, God, from the... Oh gosh, was she from the early from the Tex Avery Looney Tunes cartoons, right? Yeah, I think that's. I what think because I th I think there is a redheaded lady in the Pecos Bill, and she looks just enough that I'm confusing her with the specifically super sexy lady. Okay, yeah, so whatever. Yeah, she's riding a catfish in the image. Oh yeah, that's the thing. Okay, yeah. Oof. Okay. So at least the Bill will say how you doing. <laughs> oh no, st starring Roy Rogers, Trigger. How do they get Trigger? Oh, it's got the Andrew sister, so it can't be all that bad. Isn't Trigger the horse? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, is it going to be hosted by Rory? Obviously, Rory Rogers is just narrating the Pecos Bill with Trigger. I wonder if that's actually going to have live action or if he's just totally vocal thing. But yeah, the Andrew sisters are good. So I'm assuming they must be... Oh, Andrew sisters must be doing Bumble Boogie. Okay, anyway. That's neither here nor there. Anyway, anyway yeah, so, we'll do shorts and then it's Yeah, that that's one. not next time, but that's after next time. Uh, actually, for the next episode of Tardy Party, I have no idea what the fuck... Oh, that means because we've recorded an episode ahead of time. It means we do mm -hmm. have a little bit of a buffer, so if we wanted to do, like, a WrestleMania, I guess, if we wanted to do... I did start watching Amadeus last night, and it seems kind of mm -hmm. interesting. Although, that's too... It's funny, because I was like, oh, man, that's like two hours and 40 minutes long. That was long. And, and part of me was like, oh, man, I was thinking about doing a knight's tale and that's shorter and that should be easier and i looked it up that's only like 20 minutes shorter than amadeus <laughs> like, what the fuck is the point then at that point might as well uh i don't know what we're gonna do next though All right. um i still have a list i still have like fucking austin powers and some shit um man i got to thinking about there's an anime about flights called wings of high animes which mm. i meant to do on the podcast years ago but totally forgot about until this week 
I'll come up with something by the end of this week, and I'll talk to you. Uh, Daniel, we'll figure out what we'll be doing for my next pick. Oh, me? Okay. Um, as always, yeah, if, if you're listening to this, and man, again, I guess <laughs> we did have a couple people listen, listen to the Victor through Air Power, despite having never seen that before, and I'm assuming it, it's... If you're listening to this without having seen Fun you mean and Fancy everybody Free, who listened to that episode <laughs> listened to that without watching. Because I mean, I did it? at least on Twitter. I did point out there's a free version of this on on uh, YouTube. But yeah, if you're listening to this, yeah, feel free to hit us up with any ideas we could talk about next week. Because yeah, we're just recording this a couple days before it goes live. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We'll probably figure out something. But yeah, you know, at least like I said, at least we're getting done with the package features. We're in this weird gray area in between the Disney Golden Age and we're getting to like the Silver Age of like the 1950s. We're going to have Cinderella and fucking Peter Pan and fucking Sleeping Beauty coming up soon. So that'll be nice mm-hmm. if we could just we're through. I think we've done what, like four of the seven package features. So we're we're we're, we're making headway. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think right now it's just. Melody time. Oh no! Maybe we only have two more. I think it's melody time and uh, Ichabod and Mr. Toad. And then yeah, it'll yeah. be interesting to see that because I haven't seen Mr. Toad since I was a wee wee wee. Guy. Yeah, for us actually, it's yeah, it's uh, another maybe batch of shorts. Uh, Ichabod and Mr. Toad, and then we're into the 1950s. And then it's Cinderella, and and then it's oh no, we made a mistake doing this. Well, with Treasure Island. Well, that's the thing. Uh, we have to decide. If we, that's when we're actually going to... Because we did skip uh, Mystery on well, 434th Miracle. Street. Yeah, Miracle. Yeah, because that wasn't that even was Disney. Because... But now, with Treasure Island is when we're really going to have to decide if we're going to commit to watching every piece of live action stuff on the service, too. So, Well, yeah. we'll, we'll burn that bridge when we cross it. Oh, we're going to burn that bridge. So oh, good. yeah, no. So, yeah, so yeah the fucking... Uh, oh, man. Alice in Wonderland is actually coming up sooner than I thought. Okay. But... Monkey Pants. Yeah, he's muttering on Twitter. I'm the Grumpy Turtle on Twitter. Dirty Podcast on Twitter. DirtyPodcast.com. <laughs> Turns around, I guess. Yeah, well, for all the fans of fun and fancy free out you there. You dumb sons of bitches. What's wrong with you? <laughs> um, I'm actually... All the all the ventrilo- great ventriloquist fans out there. Um, I'm, I'm scanning fans. through the 50s collection, and there's actually a great short called Dragon Around, which is Chip and Dale, and it's uh, Dale on... It's Chip on Dale's shoulders. Or, uh, like, riding him like a horse. And he's dressed like a knight. It's actually pretty goddamn cute. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, that's the one where uh, Donald is using a big machine to cut down trees, and they think it's a dragon. Oh, okay. I don't think I've ever seen that before. Mm-hmm. And, oh my... Having a two-year-old helps. Jesus Christ. I'm looking at some of the other live action. Uh, there's the Liberty story. Oh, no. There's some weird shit in the <laughs> 50s already, like... Oh, the Shaggy Dog is in the 1950s? Oh, no! The Shaggy DA is what I'm excited for. <laughs> I know, we got to hold off until the 60s for that shit. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, this is this is going to very quickly start becoming a lot less fun. <laughs> Which I'm actually <laughs> curious to see in a, in a very kind of cronk from... from uh... No, no, it's not cronk. We, we, we did the Emperor's New Groove. What is it? What yeah. do they say? Bring it on. I'm fine. Fuck it. Like, we'll forget. I don't know. We'll forget that stuff. Out yeah, we'll, we're going to get it. Anyway, we're I still love our journey through Disney through the decades, even though we haven't even really hit the rockiest parts yet. But Yeah, it's been a very educational. Well, we've only been doing this since the beginning of the year, right? It's wild yeah. to think we're almost to the 1950s already, which is fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, actually, if we did limit this to only animated output, we're probably ha- more than halfway through 
everything available to us on the service. So we could actually... Not that I'm, like, saying we should do that to just wrap up the service early, but at this rate, with, like, by this time next year, we'll we, we could be done with everything that's on the service if we just stuck to shorts and animated features, but... Oh, but yeah, we'll worry about mm -hmm. that later. Yeah. If we finished off Disney through the decades, I don't know what the hell we would do next. We'd have to, like, start going through, like, the Looney Tunes content on HBO Max or something. <sighs> you know, we could figure out how many episodes it would take to finish the Disney through the decades. Yeah. Yeah, there might but be actual some math like a involved. Lot of work and yeah, it's gonna be hundreds of episodes. So, we'll figure out stuff. Yeah, yeah, we got. <laughs> Maybe we'll burn out on it. Who, Who knows? knows? But not yet. Not today. Um, not today, yeah. Satan. We'll be back next week with something, something, something. some sexy something, bullshit. Yeah. So it's gonna be so sexy. <laughs> We're just gonna watch animated gifs of Alexandra Daddario from True Detective, just on a loop and just, just. I don't know what we're talking about. We'll, we'll talk about Animal Crossing some more. Congratulations on getting your cicada shell, by the way. Yay, 11th hour. <laughs> Are you lacking anything else? Did you get the golden stag? Yeah, I got the oh, golden God, stag. September 1st is what, Tuesday? I mm -hmm. wonder if all the trees and everything are going to switch over instantly on September 1st, or if that's going to be a process. I don't know. They should be releasing their update video here any, you think any so. time now. Yeah, because I wonder, did they say if it's only going to be one autumn update, right? They're, they haven't said there's going to be broken up. Oh, no, I don't know. But yeah, there should be. They usually do one update per month, it seems. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, a good, that's a good point, too. Yeah. Well, they I did originally like... promise there were going to be two summer updates, so that kind of forced them to at least have two summer videos and things like that, but... Uh, but yeah, this is going to be the first real seasonal change in Animal Crossing for us because the game started off just as uh, the game was turning into spring, and the, the transition from spring to yeah, summer wasn't this, too dramatic. The, you, had the, you had the cherry trees at the beginning, but yeah, the cherry blossoms. This is the first time it's really the whole game's going to start looking different. So I'm kind of curious to see how they handle that transition. But yeah, um, yeah, we'll come back at you next week. Mm. Talk about stuff. Yeah, we're gonna have stuff and things for you. Yes, it, all gift wrapped. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um. I got nothing else. Until next time, don't don't show somebody you love them by slapping them in the face. Don't do that. <laughs> Especially if you don't get those do big that. meaty bear claws. You're just gonna... And if you're gonna be a ventriloquist, don't move your fucking mouth. And you're This is... I feel like if I spent my whole life everyone talking about how good George Burns of a comedian was and I finally queue up a George Burns special from like 1937 and he's just farting into a microphone... Like, on a quiet, empty stage, and it's like, that's it? Hey, that'd probably be funnier than the actual shit George Burns did. Hey, no, I've, I've got... I've seen a lot of George Burns growing up. I can't remember a damn thing, movies... except for him waggling his cigar and saying, Bleh. His His radio... I've got a bunch of radio shows with him and Gracie Allen. That shit is mm. actually pretty cute, especially I... I know. It. Well, I'm thinking of old ass George. Well, this Burns. Is, I'm, I'm talking about from like the 1930s and 40s too, yeah, where yeah, he yeah. was paired with Gracie Allen. Gracie Allen, his wife, was a, like she was. I think she was kind of the bedrock of their act. And when she died, well, supposedly George Burns got really bombed out, and he was like, I don't know what to do because like he was so dedicated to his wife, and also his entire career was kind of she was. He was the straight man to her, and so it's kind of miraculous that he hung hung along as he did as a comedian, concerning the whole thing that shaped his act was now gone. Also, the love of his life was... Anyway, that's neither here or there, but we'll talk about stuff later. Anyway. <laughs> Maybe we'll just listen to an episode of, Gr of Burns and Allen next week. Who the fuck knows? There yeah. we go. Okay, take care, guys. All right, so long. Uh, uh.